0: welcome back to the split the scene podcast episode 22 uh i wanted to be known that before we went on air here josh golden did in fact sing the famous taylor swift song when i told him that it is episode 22 i i want that i want that official so hey man i don't know about you
1: but 22 i'm feeling it let's go i, I love I,
0: I loved it i just want them to know that you, that you did that uh we we got a you know another full slate of things we have our a fun little segment we'll do the second half of the uh starting 2021 quarterbacks and it's the more fun side of the nfc Uh, and then we'll talk about the super bowl matchup which will be this sunday um we're finally there super bowl sunday as weird as it feels in this weird weird start to 2021 which still kind of feels like 2020 with everything we're going through we're all also back at college uh we're officially all back me and josh are back out east dom's been in the desert for
1: a bit now back out east enjoying about what a foot foot and a half of snow at the very least
0: yeah i i saw something that there's a there's another giant blizzard coming too so meanwhile uh, i'm golfing
2: this afternoon
0: yeah have fun damn it dom okay uh anyways before we get into all this football stuff we do have some baseball news Uh, Uh, i guess we'll just kick it off with with the uh the big shocker here uh nolan Arenano is not a Colorado Rocky anymore to Dom's uh, – yeah, Dom was very happy about that. He he now has uh, – what was it? you have the best third baseman in the NL West now? It was Correct.
2: Yes, because I am an unbiased Padres fan. Nolan Arenado is a better player than Manny Machado. And now Nolan Arenado's is out of the division.
0: There you go. Simple as that. And uh, he will be going to the St. Louis Cardinals uh, for – a heavy, a heavy, not really that heavy of a price. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about what, like, like heavy price financially,
1: but not that but, heavy price in terms of the prospects.
0: Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, so they have to pay, they gave up like fifty one million dollars straight up to the Rockies, and then they traded for a bunch of prospects. You know, Austin Gomer, you got Mateo Gill. I, I mean, some of these guys. Listen, I I would have expected a lot more for for a for a what undisputed top three third baseman in the league,
2: the best third baseman in the MLB, the best. Okay, yeah, there you go. So Uh,
0: I I mean,
1: just to think about this deal from the Rockies' perspective, like yeah, you still got Trevor Story over there, you still got a couple other guys on that team who aren't bad, but what are you telling the fans? Like we don't care. How do you get the? We don't care. How do you exactly like? You're telling the people who spend money on your organization, you know, go buy tickets, go pay for a $10 hot dog, go buy a $40 t-shirt, whatever it may be. We're going to trade the best third baseman in baseball, and we're going to pay $50 million to get rid of him and get a couple of, I guess, decent prospects in return. I don't know. I don't know too much about these guys, but, I mean, they're not Nolan Arenado by any means like, what do you tell the fans? How do they wake up in the morning and say, you know what? I still want to root for the Colorado Rockies. I don't get it. I really don't. All these guys are going to be going over to Nuggets games. They're going to be going over to Avalanche games. And no one in Denver is going to be a fan of baseball anymore because this team is going to be terrible for the next decade.
0: Yeah. And I mean, when you look past it, you mentioned the name. Trevor's story is, is, it, is arguably also one of the top in his position in the league as well. And, you know, you, you I, I like to think that part of the reason that he might have stayed was because you had that corner of the infield lockdown maybe, but now you get rid of Arenado. You basically – I think that's basically telling Trevor Story, you know, we don't care either. And you Better can walk next
2: Well, yeah. and Tr- Trevor Story is a free agent following the season. So that's what I was getting to, yeah. I, I would put my money on the fact that he's not going to be returning to Colorado because I don't know how – you could put your faith in coming back to that organization and them putting the pieces around to help you win a championship when they just traded the best third baseman in all of baseball. They've never had a really good track record of developing pitchers. Although right now their pitching staff isn't like terrible, at least in terms of arm quality, Ramon Marquez, John Gray, Kyle Freeland, uh, Antonio Sensatella. Like those are four solid pitchers. Of course, when they pitch in Colorado, they just don't do well, but it, it, I feel bad for Rockies fans because they have so much talent. Their organization sucks. I've said it for a long time. And their ownership doesn't care about the fans. So it's tough because I'd imagine in the span of a year, they're going to be losing the best third baseman in all baseball, in my opinion, and a top three shortstop. Some would argue he's top two. Some would definitely argue he's top one. Uh, I, I, I would put him at third. And he's really close behind Tatis and Lindor. And he, he's an incredible player. He's going to go make some other team very happy next offseason. And nice. I'd imagine he gets traded at the deadline, too.
1: That's what I was going to say. Not even I can't imagine him resigning. I can't imagine him finishing the season as a Rocky. Like they, the organization is terrible, don't get me wrong. But they're at least smart enough to realize that they can't pay him and he's going to walk. They're going to stink next year. Deal them and get your two bad prospects. Save a couple bucks. That's what they're gonna end up doing. It's terrible, but at, the, at this point, it's the right decision. But I don't know what you tell the fans. It's unbelievable.
0: Yeah. Uh. So that's the you know that's the big news. Uh. Cardinals obviously. The NL Central was a bit uh interesting with you know the Cubs obviously got weaker. Uh. The Brewers we don't really know what's going on with them. They had a down season last year. Christian Yelich obviously fell down last year and they had some suspect pitching problems. Uh, And then you have the Cardinals uh, who dealt with a heap of COVID stuff. And it was just a weird season. Cardinals now become, you know, arguably undeniably the favorite of that division uh, after this trade. And um I mean, you know, you, you tell from the Cardinals' perspective, this is a home run. You you get the best third baseman in baseball. You're in a weaker division than the NL Central has normally been in these past couple of years. This is the weakest we've seen the Cubs since, you know, they made that title run. Uh, and he does have the option to opt out in 2021 like his normal contract. But, I mean, hey, if you run the division, make the playoffs, get Nolan all in the playoffs, I don't think he leaves at all. So this is a home run for the Cardinals, without a doubt. No, and the Cardinals yeah, are actually- one of the most
2: – the Cardinals are one of the most well-run organizations in all of baseball. They're consistently competing. There are some years where they're, you know, right around 75 to 85 wins because they just don't have that right team. But then within two years, they're competing for the division. They're making a run to the NLDS, the NLCS. They're just always right there. And I personally viewed them as the favorites to win the NL Central by a small margin over both the Reds, the Cubs, and the Brewers before this trade. But after it, you look at the starting pitching staff. They got a ton of arms out there. The bullpen still really good in the lineup. It's got a ton of really solid bats, but none that like stand out besides Paul Goldschmidt, of course. And then now you bring in Nolan Arnauto And those corners are locked down with Paul DeYoung, who I absolutely love at shortstop. Very solid player. It's going to be interesting to see what they do at second base. Colt Long signed with the Brewers today. I mean, it's not a huge signing, but we don't know what it's going to look like there. So... I do want to say,
1: though, I don't agree with that on Colton Wong. I think he's a guy who's been there for a really long time and I feel like he's kind of a St. Louis identity type of guy. He's the kind of guy you would think of with that organization. They had him for so long. He was a big presence in that locker room. He was just their type of player. I feel like losing him could really be big for them down the stretch, but I do think they're still the pick to win the division, but don't undervalue them losing Colton Wong by any means. Good point. But
0: yeah, regardless, that's uh that's everything going on with their not trade. Uh, I guess I'll take this time to be a bit of a biased sports fan because um, Didi Gregorius also resigned with the Phillies. Since we last talked, uh, they locked him down for a two-year, uh, two-year contract, which I I like. I mean, he was looking for a two-year. We missed out on all the one-year guys. Uh, he has a solid lefty back, lefty bat, and a very right handed heavy batting lineup with Harper it's basically the Phillies you know I'm really I'm just glad that the John Milton the Phillies came around because for a while it really seemed like they they were like the Rockies ownership they didn't care about the fans and then in the span of 10 days now we're basically running back with a you know I I would say fairly solid lineup I mean if we if this team wasn't in the NL East you could make a case you know you put them in the NL Central or you put them in maybe even the I don't know I guess like it's, it's across conferences, but you put them in like the AL West, they might be one of the best teams in that division. It's just, it's nice to see you still have Aaron, you still have Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler looked good last year. You have the best catcher in baseball. You have the always undervalued, in my opinion, Bryce Harper and Alec Baum was, you know, one of the best rookies from last year in that shortened season. So I'm, I'm excited for Phillies baseball, even in such a tough, tough division.
1: Regardless, yeah, and you know, Leo, it might not look like it record wise at the end of the year, but I really think you take any of those five teams in the NL East and you switch them with an NL Central team. I don't know if all of them would beat the Cardinals, but I think all of them would finish at least second place in that
0: division. I 100% agree with you wholeheartedly.
1: Like, it's really just unbelievable how hard it's going to be in the East this year. I mean, you got the Phillies doing well, of course. The Mets doing well. Braves are the Braves. They're still a juggernaut. Miami had a good year last year. They don't expect to regress that much. I think there will be a little bit of regression there, but they're still going to be a good baseball team. And Washington made a lot of additions as well. I mean, top to bottom, this division is just completely stacked, and it's going to be hard to find wins, for sure.
0: Yeah, I would say you've got, like, three complete teams with the the Mets, Braves, and Phillies, and then you've got – the Nats and the Marlins who can just go out and win a game based off their pitching. I mean, they've got some serious starting pitching on both of those teams and that can, that can win you baseball games and especially division games. When you just have to, when you just throw Scherzer out there and you, and he just does his thing and you, you throw a guy like Sixto, Sixto Sanchez out there, Alacantara out there, they can do their thing too. And just win your games, even if their offense maybe not stacks up as well against the more juggernauts in the NL East for sure. Um, Absolutely. Dom. All you need when Scherzer goes off
1: is one good bomb from Juan Soto and you get a win. Exactly. Uh, Dom,
0: do you, do you make anything of the NL East now that it basically fully shapes out with the Phillies shaping the lineup out?
2: I mean, it's the best division of baseball. I think I can very easily say that. I have zero clue how it's going to shape out in, in a couple of weeks when we have to make our predictions for our standings. It's that division's obviously going to be the toughest. I mean, I think I can pencil in the Marlins at last place, which is going to be really tough to do since they were a playoff team last year. But the Mets got significantly better this off season. I think the Phillies made some moves to stay in contention. The Mets obviously got way better, and the Braves are still really good. And then the Nationals got better too, and they of course won the World Series two years ago. So I think that division's really up for grabs. I think it comes down to health, which we saw with the Phillies and we always see with the Mets and we saw at the Nationals last year. Plays a pivotal part in a season. And In a season where you're going from 60 games to 162 games, I think that's going to be even more prevalent. So that is something to really watch out for, not just in the East, but in all of baseball, but I think especially in the East.
1: Yeah, I definitely I agree with that, Dom. I don't know about especially in the East. I don't think that's going to make – as much of a difference there as it does everywhere else except for just the history of the mets get dealt with all these injuries all the time same with the phillies as well just the history there i get, but i don't think anyone's gonna i think everyone's gonna be dealing with these injuries all the time because guys haven't had to run this 162 game marathon in two years
2: right but i think it's more important in the east because there are better teams that you're facing more often because like the Padres, I'm not, I'm not like trying to say the Padres are like this god squad that can get away with injuries, but they can more than, say, the Mets because the Padres in their division, they'll play. They're playing less play. good teams. Right. And so in, the, in the a division teams. like the East, you have less games where you're going to be facing teams that aren't as good. So if you get struck by injuries, all of a sudden, that stretch could be more harmful to you than it could be for some other teams is my point. Absolutely.
0: But yeah, I mean, that's basically uh, all the, I I don't know, am I missing anything guys with baseball? I, I, I think the main thing is just they're not a thing, right?
1: One big fish left to fry out there, and that's Trevor Bauer. Like, we all expected him to be the last one out there on the market. It's sounding like he's kind of drifting away from the Angels, and from what I'm hearing, it seems like it's between the Mets and Dodgers. Yes. I don't know. It is. Yes,
2: it is. Which is not good.
1: Yeah, I was gonna
0: say, Dom, Dom you, you you get rid of you get rid of a third baseman, you get, you get a new starting pitcher. That that would be fun, huh? You can't you can't have a nice thing totally. There's got to be a silver lining. That that would sting. Um, say, so hate to say it, but I I'd like to see it be the Dodgers just for my sanity's sake this season. But uh, <laughs> I um, I know you would rather be the Mets.
1: I'm sure Josh would rather be.
0: Actually, I don't know if it, Josh would rather be. You, it depends on the deal, right, Josh? It depends on the deal. I don't want to see
1: them paying six years. 200 million or whatever in the world it would be but if you give him two years 60 65 million dollars sign me up i'm all in yeah okay that's what i figured but yeah that does it for um
0: baseball um when we switch over to football we don't have any games to talk about because no games happened. but there was some big news dropped since we last did our podcast and i'm gonna let the resident rams fan uh break it on the podcast for anyone that doesn't know uh so
2: dom go ahead yeah big trade this weekend i of course was wearing my golf jersey i meant to wear it today but then i totally forgot anyways rams traded jared goff the 2022 and 2023 first round draft picks and a third round draft pick for this draft i believe in exchange for matthew stafford so basically the rams get an upgrade at the quarterback position save about nine million dollars in cap and in that's exchanged for the current quarterback who of course is more expensive than Stafford in three picks which are two firsts and a third
0: yeah big
2: big wow. deal big, I was not expecting that especially this early in the offseason. I I figured they'd stick with golf but what do I know Rams
0: go from having the arguable worst quarterback in their division to the undisputed second best uh, quarterback in their division without a doubt and uh, kyler uh, kyler's
1: still kyler's uh,
2: still in the kyler's still in the west
1: uh, I, you, it, is,
2: it, I you know you know how i think of kyler I, I you you're less high on kyler as i am so uh i'm very excited for stafford uh i think they're both going to be top seven quarterbacks next year that's my opinion on it probably. but uh you
1: know what the crazy thing is though there's still some chatter going around about the niners ending up with Deshaun watson There could be four top 10 quarterbacks in that division. Stop.
2: No, it's not. It is. Okay, listen. Bauer to the Dodgers and Watson to the Niners are the last things I need to be thinking about. More
1: importantly, it would be insane to see the Rams deal two first-round picks and a third-round pick to upgrade from having the worst quarterback in their division to still have the worst quarterback in their
2: division. Potentially. Uh That would be almost as bad as losing to the Jets. Who lost to the Jets? (laughs) The Browns. And? The Rams, yes. The Rams lost. But Jared Goff (laughs) lost to the Jets, so. That's correct. He's no longer longer Um, the quarterback.
1: I do want to take the moment to shout out myself. I feel like I got on the Jared Goff's bad train and doesn't work in LA pretty quickly, pretty early on that, and... Obviously, Jared Goff no longer working out in L.A. I think it's interesting to see him off in Detroit. Don't be surprised if they move off of Jared Goff sooner than we think.
2: The Lions? Yes. Well, the Lions said that he's their quarterback for this upcoming season, and they didn't really want to commit to him any further because they just want to see how it is. So, uh, God, I mean, we're, we're going to do our NFC quarterback predictions, I think you'd be wrong to not have Goff as your line. Yeah, no, Goff
1: is Um, going to be their week one starter. You don't go out and make a move like that to not have Goff start week one unless you're going to try to flip him for another first-round pick right now which they're not going to be
2: able to do. Right. So, And I don't think anyone wants to trade for Goff's contract for a first-round straight up. Exactly.
1: So their goal is to have him play well for a year and deal him for whatever
0: I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd probably agree with that.
2: Or if he plays well, then you can keep him as your quarterback for the next two years and then use the two first-round draft picks that you have. I think the Lions, and we can talk about the Rams and how they got better, obviously, but I think the Lions did a really good job. They, they still have a serviceable quarterback in a year where they're not going to be good, and they get three draft picks out of it. I think it's a fantastic trade for them. It'll be interesting to see where those first-round draft picks end up because I think the Rams... In 2022, a Stafford could still be good, but the 2023 first-round draft pick is very interesting because you could potentially see that be very good depending on where the Rams are organizationally. Because they will have a first-round draft pick in the two years prior to that, still in cap issues. The cap situation isn't the isn't the best situation in Los Angeles, so the Lions could end up getting a very high first-round draft pick out of this trade in 2023. 2022, I'm not so certain about. I think the Rams will still be good. But for the next two years, the Rams are certainly in a good spot.
1: Well, that that 2023 draft pick is going to be from the 22 season when they'll still have Stafford,
2: correct? Oh, you're right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's still not going to be a high pick.
2: That is true.
0: Barring Stafford. I, I mean, the, the fact that I don't feel like enough people are talking about is Stafford is an injury-prone quarterback, so we well, could... Part,
2: part of the reason I think he's injury-prone is because Detroit's done nothing to absolutely help him. They've had a terrible offensive line there. Coaching staff sucks. That's two of the strengths of the Rams, I think. I mean, I know Josh is less on the McVay train as I am. Now, I get that. Like, obviously, he was way over-hyped 20 in his first two years. But I think that Stafford's going to be in a better position to stay healthy this year. Obviously, yes, he's been hurt. Like, no one's not going to say that. But the offensive line for the Rams was top 10 offensive line this past season once they got healthy after the terrible 2019 season. The receivers are fine, and he's got a good head coach. So I think he's going to be in a situation where he's going to stay healthier in L.A. I
0: I can get on board with that. But I could also see him getting hurt one of these two years, and that's that's the only way to see one of those picks being great. Is if you get a Stafford derail, oh, Stafford gets But hit. then you
1: know who's going to come in, Mr. John Wolford, and he'll go out there and win you ten football games. So it's still going to be a low draft.
0: No, except, except he <laughs> yeah. won't. But okay. Uh, anyways, yeah. But uh, only only real down. I feel like this could be a very win-win trade because uh, yeah. I definitely think the lines already won, and the Rams will win if they make it to a conference championship game with Stafford or something? The one thing that I
1: do find very interesting though is with Jared Goff or really just in general, Sean McVay liked to use a lot of play action type stuff with Jared Goff rolling out outside the pocket and throughout Matthew Stafford's career, he's really been more of a pocket passer and has done his best work inside the pocket. So it's going to be really interesting to see who wins that battle between Stafford and McVeigh. If McVeigh is going to really have to change the offense around him, which he probably will, to build that offense to Stafford's capabilities and not Goff's capabilities and see how the Rams system is going to change for Stafford because they can't really play the same type. Stafford isn't as mobile as Goff was, even though he is the better quarterback. So it's going to be interesting to see how the Rams change their offensive mentality and identity for Matthew Stafford, If
0: anyone can make a game plan around a new quarterback, it would be Sean McVay. So I fully confident in him doing that. Um, but the downside of all this is for Dom, Dommer is uh, he doesn't going to have fun on, he doesn't going to have as much fun on draft night one for a
1: couple, for a
2: while. He, listen, he never in has. My, in my Rams tenure, I have never been able to watch my team select a first round draft pick. I thought the year after the Rams lost in the Super Bowl because I entered draft night or the Rams entered draft night with their first round draft pick and they traded it to the Falcons for some offensive linemen and they I don't even know who that offensive lineman is so uh, the, the Rams have done well with their first round draft picks because they traded it for Goff you know Goff definitely regressed a lot the last two seasons but In his first two seasons, he took the Rams to the playoffs, and he took the Rams to the Super Bowl. And then they traded him for Jalen Ramsey, and he's one of the best corners in all of football, a big part of that really good defense from last season, and then now for Matthew Stafford. So assuming Stafford does well, it's all worth it, because you're getting a known commodity that is going to help your team, as opposed to taking a chance on the young player, which You know, of course, is how you build a young football team. But the Rams are using their first round draft picks for already good players.
0: I definitely agree with you on that. It's just that, you know, you as a person do not get to have as much fun. Right.
2: I I do a lot less draft studying because of that. Now, I still do it because I come on podcasts like this one and talk about draft stuff. But it's less tailored towards Rams.
0: Yes. You become less biased which is right. probably good for podcasting. Um,
1: we still have The one little nugget I do want to add on the Stafford trade that I think is fun is that now Matt Stafford is going to be able to play football in the same city as his good childhood friend, Clint Kershaw. Did you Those know that they are good childhood friends, Josh?
0: No I way. Know that. Did you guys know that um, – oh, my God, I forgot his name. Crap. Oh, did you guys know that Chris Hogan played
1: Lax? <laughs> oh, Really? Yeah, no idea. At, yeah, at yeah, I love Chris Hogan. He was really good at Buffalo. He was Great. something special. I but he's him.
2: known for being a bill. I mean, for being a Patriot.
1: Yeah. Was-
0: <laughs> Anyways, uh, so yeah, that's the Stafford stuff. The other thing I want to talk about really quickly before we get into this uh, QBs list, because I think there's going to be a couple amendments that we're going to have to throw in here for our AFC side. Uh mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson officially requested a trade from the Houston Texans uh, over the break. But at the same time, the management said that they have no interest in trading Watson. So this could get murky. Um, but after seeing the trade details of the trade for Matthew Stafford, uh, you can only imagine the King's ransom needed for a Watson trade. Uh, it definitely gave the Texans a little more leeway leverage in their position. You, uh, maybe not be as much as you, um, like a normal trade, calculator might say because you know obviously the Texans don't have as much leeway as their quarterback wants out but i mean still he's a he's an undeniable better and younger quarterback the the trade details for that would be nuts yeah
1: question when do you guys see a trade for deshaun happening some point in camp
2: yeah training really? camp because they're they're going to try and do a standoff and then watson's going to hold out and then they're going to realize okay we need to get this done
1: yeah that's I what think i think i agree, agree. i think it's going to be post-draft I think they're just going to try to be stubborn as long as they can and hold on to this guy. It's a really interesting dynamic they got going on over there, but when you have a guy as talented as Deshaun Watson, you need to do everything you possibly can to make it work and wait as long as you can. If it lowers the price a little bit, it lowers the price a little bit. At the end of the day, you're getting robbed in this deal no matter how many picks you get because you're losing Deshaun Watson and you need to do whatever you can to keep him.
2: It's the Michael Jordan of football. Mm -hmm. yep i wouldn't go that far but we'll get to that later Uh, that's just Um, me quoting dabo yeah yeah that's what i I thought.
0: um i'm gonna make my amendment here from my afc list i'm hopping on dom's uh spot for watson because of how much i think people are gonna have to give up for watson and some of the trades so i have sam darnold on the texans now and uh, Watson on the Jets because the Jets have the ability to give a top pick this year. Sam Darnold deserves some value, and they have a future. But you just said the top pick up. this
1: year is already going to be picked. And it's going to be done after training camp or during training camp.
0: Oh, true. <laughs> okay, I I, I, I rephrase that part. There. Ah, shoot. Okay, no, I it, it'll happen before the draft. Never mind. I, I have to I have to change mine because I. I this right. is, and Dom, Dom, you have to change
2: yours too. Yeah, you I mean, want to do that? True. That is true. That is true.
0: Yeah. Shoot. Well, obviously this puts us in a pickle, but uh, I, I'm gonna stick with it. I mean, because
2: there it's aren't any good. other. Look, I, I'm not
1: saying like you guys are gonna be wrong. It's just no, no. a unique you... situation with a lot of different variables that make it really interesting.
0: No, I'm glad you pointed it out for sure. Uh, but yeah, but for now, let's jump in. So you know, broke the Watson news.
1: Let's jump into the NFC side of our lists. Um, but before we do that are we gonna redo who we have for the Colts since I think we all had Stafford to the Colts correct
0: oh yeah okay yeah um I I have the Colts trading up to get Trey Lance I think they sell the farm to try to get Trey Lance at around nine. I think they could get him at eight or nine ten one of those partners. That's what I have them doing. I, there's, there's not a lot that I, I can have them do. I have them going to get Trey Lance. Uh, if anyone can work a quarterback out, uh, I think it's Frank Reich, and he's already had experience with the North Dakota State quarterback. Uh, so I'm going to go with Frank Reich and Trey Lance.
1: Gosh. I don't agree with that one by any means. I think, look, I know this take is going to be a little bit out there. And it's I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear from you. No, no, it's crazier. Let me talk. talk. It's not crazier because this is a guy who, you know, can win a Super Bowl. He hasn't done it before, but he's good enough to do so. If he chooses to come back and play for a new head coach, play for a new GM, play behind a new great offensive line, Andrew Luck will win a Super Bowl as an Indianapolis Cole. And I think if he chooses – and realizes that he wants a ring on his finger, he will come back and play for the Colts this year.
0: Okay, wait. Did you just say that that one isn't as crazy as mine?
1: It's not. In terms of how <laughs> organizationally for the Colts, it's not as crazy because... Well, Gavin, okay, for, for a, prediction's sake. Oh, for predictions, of course, this is a little more crazy, but okay. that's who I am. The Colts want a plug-and-play guy. And there's no one better to come in day one and try to win a Super Bowl than the guy who has been in this building before, but is going to come in with a new GM and Chris Ballard, who knows how to do everything, who he'll trust because he's a genius, who can co- trust Frank Reich as a head coach because he's done it with so many other quarterbacks, can stand behind that offensive line for days, has a great running game behind him, great receivers out there, still has Ty out there for him, which they'll love. Maybe I don't. He's a free agent. He is a free agent. Never mind. But I think he, he should come back and win the Super Bowl in Indianapolis.
2: What right. makes you think that he's going to come back?
0: Yeah, I, he doesn't have anything. He's just doing this for the take. The
1: guys want rings. That's he want, my reasoning. He wants, when he
0: retired, the team was in a good position.
1: Yeah. Not as good as they are now.
0: Yeah, but st- it was, they still quit Nelson. It was still a good old line. And- Not as good as they are now.
2: Okay. Listen, Josh, he retired – because he was not in a good situation mentally. That's why he retired. And he said... Yeah, and he took
1: he two it... years to now hopefully figure out his situation mentally and no, be in a much better
2: place. He's he's done with football. He might come back as a coach or something because he went to Stanford. He's an incredible mind. He's done playing. Yeah. Because yeah. if he wanted to come back, he would have came back this la- this past season.
1: That's not necessarily true. But at the end of the day guys who have played football for their entire life which Andrew Luck did are competitors you have to be a competitor to get to the level that Andrew Luck got to at one point in his career and that part of you doesn't just go away forever there's still a part of that inside of Andrew Luck somewhere and it's possible that that part is going to speak to him and say come back for one year go win a title with this team I'm not saying it's a lock by any means This is what I think is the best case scenario for the Colts, obviously would really help Andrew Luck in terms of defining his legacy, showing that he really was a phenomenal quarterback and not a guy I will forget about and just be another cautionary tale of how the game can hurt you. Come back and not only find a new love for the game, but come back and show that he was one of the greatest quarterback prospects of all time. And if he never got hurt, he would have been one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. All
0: right. Dom, could you bring us back to earth? With, with it's a thinking. little out there,
1: but it makes perfect sense.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, so, I mean, I, I did this on the fly because I think you guys came in with this, with this prediction ready. I came in with my NFC predictions. I think they will just draft Mac Jones in the first round and just plug him right in. They're picking towards the back end of the first round. I think he could still be available, and I think that that would be a good fit because he kind of is a pocket passer for sure, and he's the most pro second most pro ready, of course, behind of course, uh, Trevor Lawrence. But I I would I would say he's the second most pro ready. He just won a national championship. Let's roll with Mac Jones.
1: Another name that I do want to toss out there, though, that I thought about, which is a little more reasonable, I think they want to go veteran. They want a plug and play guy who has been around the block before and can contend with this team of great young talent. I think if you see the 49ers moving off of Jimmy Garoppolo, that's a name that you could see Indianapolis having a lot of interest in. Yeah. See,
0: I, I just, I like the. I've coached a North Dakota State quarterback before,
1: and a lot of people. Sure, but Trey Lance is not going to be ready year one, and the Colts want a guy ready year one.
0: I mean, people, yeah, I, that's that's a fair that's a fair you know counter. Uh, I just had Mac Jones ending somewhere else, and I think I thought that uh, the capital that they'd have to give up to jump to grab him and to get up here wouldn't be too different. So why not grab the guy who's going to be a better quarterback for your
1: future? um
0: and also teacher, I, they
1: might not have a team as good as this one
0: i mean next year next year their teams basically is pretty similar i mean they still have what they sure, still we're have we're talking two years
1: trey lance is going to hit his prime year seven eight
0: another north dakota state quarterback Say, same with the, after. all these
1: rookie guys they hit their prime year seven eight but they're interested in 2021 and 2022 not drafting the franchise quarterback is going to be the guy for 20 years. They, Like I said, they want a plug-and-play guy. They want a guy who's going to come in and hopefully contend for a title this year. And that's why I think they'll hopefully look for a guy like Andrew Locke and try to get him to come back. But if they don't look for a veteran like Garoppolo or even a pro-ready guy like Matt Jones, I think is a much better selection. All
0: right. Well, we, we obviously disagree here. We'll see what happens. Let's move off of the Colts, uh, get to the NFC. We're going to start out west where we're all – from so I decided to start us out out west, uh, with the NFC West. Um, so there's obviously some you know obvious ones here. Uh, I'd say there's only really one arguable one now that we might differ on. We might not. Uh, I'll just rally off the ones we're not going to be different on. Uh, Russell Wilson's going to be the Seattle Seahawks starting quarterback, undeniably. Matthew Stafford's obviously the Rams starting quarterback, undeniably. Kyler Murray's obviously the starting quarterback for the Cardinals, undeniably. Right, Noah. No uh, mm-hmm. objections here. All right, awesome. And uh, so I personally have Jimmy G staying with the 49ers because they made it to the Super Bowl with him healthy on that roster under Kyle Shanahan. I don't see them moving off of him, even if the NFL is the most cutthroat league with, of all time right now. Uh, but do any of you guys have
1: not being Jimmy G? I have it. I have Jimmy G here. I think this is pretty easy. I think that they're, well, 22 and seven with him as a starter or something like that. He wins games for them. He might not be the best quarterback in the league, but he's able to win games for them. And that's all that matters in the national football league. I will say that they should be players for Deshaun Watson and that upgrading for Deshaun Watson would certainly be a great idea. I think they win the super bowl with Deshaun Watson and it would be a great move for them if they can go out and get him. But I could say the same thing about 25 different teams, maybe not winning the super bowl, but it would be a great move to go get Deshaun Watson you don't get Deshaun, Jimmy seems like the logical solution. He's won them a lot of games. He's taken them to a Super Bowl. I don't see how you move off of him if it's not for Deshaun. All
2: right. So if no. I were Lynch, I would stick with Jimmy G. However, I don't think that's what's gonna happen. I I, I like Jimmy G. I think he's I predicted in our last podcast he would go back to the Patriots. So of course I have to replace him. And I think they will trade up draft Zach Wilson out of BYU. I don't know how high they're going to have to trade up. It's obviously going to be be pretty high. But for probably, Uh, I think they do it. A lot of people seem to think he's quarterback two in this draft now over fields. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, They're certainly very close. Uh, But Wilson, he's got a strong arm, can run like no other. And I think that he's a guy that can certainly do damage with Kyle Shanahan. I'll be honest with you. I don't think there
1: is a better landing spot out there for Zach Wilson than San Francisco. I think that's just the perfect fit for him, being able to work with Kyle Shanahan, having those speedy receivers on the outside and Debo and IU. And a lot of talent out there being able to have Kittle as that security blanket, of course. Good running game, good offensive line. And Shanahan, of course, can do whatever he wants with that shiny new toy and Zach Wilson. I think that's a perfect fit, but I don't see them. off I
0: mean – it's undeniable for all of the landing spots, the, the reasonable landing spots for these top four quarterbacks. San Francisco's the best for any of them, if we're being realistic, even like for Trevor Lawrence. I mean, it's Kyle Shanahan and that, those offensive weapons. Uh, but, yeah, um, I have Wilson going somewhere else here, which we will get, I'll get to later. Shout out John Lynch. Go Falcons. Tory Pines. Yep. He is a Falcon. Yep. He is. He needs to high. be in
2: the Pro Football Hall of Fame.
0: He he, pro- he also does. Yes. Uh, would
2: would he be the first Tory Pines graduate to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame?
0: I can't tell you hundred percent, but I would I would put my money
1: on it. Right. I, I mean, think I can't very, think very, of who else yeah. it would be.
2: Yeah. I mean, um, I I just don't know because Josh and I we of course went yeah. to a uh, I'll put this in air quotes because we're not your biggest rival, but uh, a rival high school. To Torrey Pines. So, can I put another thing about you? We yourself? also did go, if you want to put it in air,
1: in air quotes, an to academy a school with an undefeated football team. So, a lot of talent out there. A public
0: school. That's what I like to call right. it. Right. Uh,
2: yes, I know. Every time I tell people at high school I went to, they're like, what is the A state for? I'm like, academy. And like, you went to a private school? And like, Private no. school? And Nope. How does that work? And I'm like, I don't know. I just went there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, that's something I will see. never understand in my entire life. Yeah, I was going to
0: say. Uh, but yeah, anyways, that's the NFC West. It's not going to look that different anymore than it is of this standing day uh, because you've got three locks at quarterback and three uh, of the teams in the division. Um, Moving up to the NFC North, we're going next to this division also has... Three teams with locked in quarterbacks, in my opinion. Now, uh, I'll just run through them. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is, is a Packer, Kirk Cousins is a Viking, yeah, he's a, he's a backer. Kirk Cousins is a Viking, and Jared Goff is a Lion. Uh, I mean, I, I, Dom, I, you made that noise, so, but you don't so have listen,
2: listen. Here's the thing with the NFC North I think the one true lock is the Vikings, and then at the Lions, is it Jared Good? Jared Goof. I put Jared Goof here uh, and then I do agree. I do Big agree. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're very different players. Let me get that very clear. Same human uh, being. Same That's what I'm trying to being. say here. Yes, no, you're right. Very different
1: football players.
2: Uh, and then I mean, Aaron Rodgers isn't exactly a lock. I do have Aaron Rodgers because I think they'd be fools to move on from him, but I mean they did draft Jordan Love. Everyone thought the, uh, the Chiefs would stick with Alex Smith after he had the best season of his career. They traded him away. Yes, but there's a a difference between between having the
1: best season of your career and having the best season of your career when you're Aaron Rodgers.
2: Being an MVP, 110%. (laughs) I'm just saying, very similar situations. It's not a lock, but I agree. It will be Patrick. I mean, ugh. It will be out. It will be Aaron Rodgers at quarterback for the Packers league. Yeah, yeah this was, would have been a was, funny conversation was, to
1: have 16 years so, ago, with them entering that NFL draft. Smith going first, of course, and Aaron Rodgers falling all the way to 24th, and now saying Rodgers is the MVP. Smith was ready to move on, and he's got the goat sitting behind him. But mm-hmm. it's an interesting situation. I don't see them moving off of Aaron Rodgers. He's the second best quarterback in the league right now, and they want to win a championship. Wait
0: for franchise narrative's sake. How many years did Aaron Rodgers have to sit and barf? Two. I believe three. Yeah. Okay. So this is this is on brand for their franchise, Dom. For Jordan Love to sit on his butt that long. I mean, that doesn't make that doesn't make it It realistic. It it doesn't make it realistic. But I mean, for franchise narratives here, that is the Packers thing. You say it worked
1: out, but the league was also very different when Aaron Rodgers first came into the league. Quarterbacks weren't making the kind of money they are now, and you're not seeing teams try to capitalize off of a quarterback's rookie contract. So it'll be interesting to see that. But it's also going to be interesting if they do find Jordan Love to be the guy in a few years, extending him since he didn't have as much playing time could be a bit of a lighter contract, which would help them down the line. So it's a really unique situation there.
0: That's the counter argument, right? It's like, oh, you need to capitalize on your rookie contract, but at the same time, if they don't have any tape of them in NFL, they can't go, I want $35 million a year. They can't do yeah, that. Yeah, and Rodgers didn't start for his first three years. Yeah, okay, so there you go. I, will, I do agree with you the league was a lot different, though, quarterback mentality-wise. Regardless, let's get to the team that we most certainly need to talk about in the NFC North, which would be the Chicago Bears. Uh, they're still up in the air. Do we keep Trubisky? Do we roll uh, – B, D, N, uh, or do we go get someone else? Um, I have them getting someone else. Uh, I have them going out and signing Jameis Winston. I, I, I want them to go big here. And I, yes, I know he's a turnover-prone quarterback, but he's the exact opposite of Mitch Trubisky, okay? Uh, he's, he's not going to be safe, dumped down. He's, he's going to go for it all, and I think the Bears finally want to do that. I don't think he's going to stay with the Saints because, one, I don't think he's happy that the Saints chose Uh, a running back to play quarterback for them when Drew Brees was hurt. Um, And I think also the Saints cap situation, they might not even want to pay Jameis Winston any money because they have to get rid of cap. So I have Jameis Winston landing in Chicago
1: playing in the cold. Leo, that's a phenomenal point. I happen to really agree with that logic. And I think that's really great. I think I had the Bears moving off of Trubisky and Knowing how the Bears are as an organization, just getting a guy who's the complete polar opposite of Mitch, but also still a top pick who didn't quite pan out well, like, I see that as a perfect Bears move, even though it won't quite work out. I think that's a really interesting take. i like that. I have another guy going here, though, a guy who I'm really high on. I don't think this is the perfect fit for him, but I don't think he's quite going to have a choice. I have them taking Mac Jones out of Alabama. I'm really, really high on this kid, as I've said over the past couple of months. I had him on our top 10 quarterbacks and 25 list. I don't quite love this fit for him in Chicago, but obviously he doesn't really have much of a say getting picked out of the draft. But I think this is a guy that they're going to really like. They know he'll be able to throw that deep ball well, which is what the Bears are going to want to want to do, because they didn't tend to do that so much with Mitch, even though they really should have. Mac's a guy who I think Bears fans are going to really like. And I think it's a decent fit there. Could be a couple better situations out there for Mac Jones, but I think he ends up in Chicago.
0: All right. So we have two of the three of us here already p- planning spots for Mac Jones. Dom had him as a Colt, and Josh now has him as a Bear. Dom, who do you have as a Bear, though?
2: I think Nick, Foles, I think Nick Foles is the starting quarterback for the Bears, and I think that's a terrible situation for them. They're not going to win a lot of games this year. I think they kind of tear it up a little bit. Um, I, I think that Nick Foles is the starting quarterback for them. I don't think they go out and they, they aggressively pursue any quarterbacks. I think they draft an offensive lineman in the first round. And I think at some point during this draft, they take Kyle Trask, uh, take a chance on him, because I think the – tri- uh, I'm not a huge Trask guy. He gives me Jared Goff vibes to the extreme. Um, I think that – they can get Trask in like third round. I think that would be a good fit for them. And that's what I see them doing because I, I think that it's kind of a lost cause there in Chicago. They need to build up front on the offensive line. style so uh, what's his face? Nagy can do his weird plays.
1: You've got to build Sweet. up so
2: Nagy can do his weird stuff. Like, <laughs> Nagy sucks. He's,
1: he's, he's yeah, terrible. Wait. He's getting fired mid-season. The problem that I have with this is right is, is
0: they tend to technically still need to capitalize on a window because of their defense. They don't. So have I don't think window. they're
2: going to. They don't. I,
0: you could you could their argue that defensively. You could argue that defensively they have a window with their defense. Now I'm not saying make the Super Bowl. I'm saying like they have a pretty good defense that they're not going to probably be able to hang on to in the next coming years with some of these players leaving. So I think that they're going to go try to be uh, try a boom. Because their defense can get them to the playoffs, like we've seen. So why not boom with a Jameis Winston and maybe he gets to he goes crazy instead of just being like ah, we'll go with old foals. That's
2: my counter logic. Right, and I, I don't think yeah. it's a good situation for the Bears here unless they want to uh, give up a, lo- a lot of draft capital and move up in the draft, which I don't think is that smart. So you guys know they could how probably- I think of the Bears right now. It's not. It's not a good spot.
0: Yeah, the Bears could probably only get themselves to like a Trey Lance at nine. I don't, they would have to, I don't even know if they have enough to, they'd have to trade like players to get to like Zach Wilson, in my opinion. Um, but yeah. Okay. So we all have different picks for the Bears. Cool to see. Cool to see. Uh, that wraps up the NFC North. Um, we'll move down South now, NFC South. Uh, this one
1: this is, is where it starts to get interesting.
0: This is where it most certainly starts to get interesting, and I, I have, I have a fun MC South here. I'll get the, uh, I'll get the easy one out of the way. Uh, he's still inked down for one more year, and after what he's about to, he's already done this season. Tom Brady will be the starting quarterback for the Bucks, barring any crazy health thing. But he's a health nut, and he's crazy, so he's going to play quarterback for the Bucks next year. Uh, no disputes there, right, guys? Yep. All right. Awesome. Um. Next one I want to go to is the Saints because the Saints is like interesting, but it's not very fun because they can't really do much. Uh, so I kind of want to get that one out of the way. I have them staying with Taysom Hill for the last year of his contract. Um, I know how much Sean Payton likes Taysom Hill, I don't think they're going to be able to keep Winston, and they can't really do much else if they can't keep Winston. So I have them rolling with a running back at quarterback for what is about to be one of the most sad seasons for the Saints, in my opinion. Uh, and I feel bad for Saints fans. Uh, I'm going to you this time first, Dom. Dom, who do you have as your starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints 2021?
2: I think it's Jameis Winston. Sean Payton went on NFL Network this morning and made it very clear that he wants Winston to be the starting quarterback for this next upcoming season, no matter what they have to do to get him. Obviously, they're in cap hell, but I think they can get it done. They're going to have to cut a couple of players move on from a couple of guys, but I think that Winston will be their starting quarterback because I I believe in Winston, always have. We'll see how LASIK uh, improves his game, and now that he's with a quarterback who's going to set himself up to succeed, I think that this is a very good situation for Jameis. Famous Jameis, baby. Grab legs. I agree with you, Dom. I went with Famous Jameis as well.
1: I think that this just makes too much sense considering what Sean Payton said and That he's comfortable with the system, and that's kind of what the Saints like. They are comfortable with what they do, and they they want a guy who's going to be there. I feel like I also do see this as a decent spot for Kyle Trask, who you mentioned earlier with the Saints not having all the draft capital in the world, picking late in the first round as well. Maybe looking to get a developmental guy in Trask. This is another team, I think you mentioned his name last week, Dom, where you can look fifth and sixth round and try to develop a Sam Ellinger. I think would be a really unique fit here as well, but I see them sticking with Jameis for now. I think they draft a late developmental prospect and see what they can do from there.
0: All right, so the Saints isn't too crazy, nothing too crazy f- for that. I obviously couldn't say Jameis because of the arguments I made for him being a bear, um, but I can see it happening. Uh, I just want to be a little more fun with it. Uh, next team we're gonna go to here. Okay, uh, I'm gonna do this like a classroom. Uh, raise your hand if you have Teddy Bridgewater as the Panthers starting quarterback next year. All right. Okay. Dom, go ahead then. I do, tell us why Teddy. But
2: I don't think he'll finish the season. I think that Justin Fields will fall to them at eight and he'll work under Teddy. And that is going to be the situation that they go under. It, it's a similar situation. There's a couple of situations where I had on last podcast where I have two quarterbacks listed. I have another one in this division where I have two quarterbacks listed. And I, I think that. This is a situation where this is one of those where they they put Fields behind Bridgewater. He can learn because he still has a lot of work to do, but the talent there is incredible. The arm strength, the accuracy, and the athleticism is all there. Fields has all the makings to be a really good NFL quarterback if he gets put in a good situation. 100%
1: agreement there, actually. 100% agreement. I have Justin Fields listed because I thought we were going based on who they're building the franchise around, but I do have Fields playing with Teddy. I don't know how that situation is going to play out. I'm also not the biggest Justin Fields fan. I think he's good. I don't think he's stellar or fantastic by any means. I think he's got a lot of tools that he's going to really need to develop. And I think Matt Rule is a bit of a nice fit for him there. You know, being familiar with the college game and going through the transition to the pros right now himself, he could help out. Justin Fields a little bit, kind of ease him in. I think that could really help a guy out. But as of right now, I think that's a unique fit. I like Fields there. I don't know how that would pan out, but I think it's a good marriage. We'll see what happens. This is a good situation for Justin Fields.
0: All right. Well, we all agree on what the Panthers are doing. Uh, I also have Justin Fields written down here. Uh, I could see exactly the job scenario playing out. I just want to put Fields down here because I know some people think in the media that he'll he'll just be gone at two but with the way i have the jets doing their trades uh no he's not gonna get picked at two and i think he falls here because people are higher on zach wilson uh speaking of zach wilson uh i have him as an atlanta falcon uh that's that's my last pick for the division i have them taking him at four uh i don't i now realize i don't know what might happen with matt ryan um and I didn't really think about that till I got right here because I think Wilson, maybe he sits behind Matt Ryan, but I feel like Matt Ryan wouldn't want to, I don't know, it's it's murky, but I have Zach Wilson ending up as a as Atlanta Falcon, so that's my pick for the Atlanta Falcons.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm sticking with Matt Ryan. I think that's just the logical explanation here. He won them an MVP a few years back, took them to a Super Bowl. Of course, the core is not the same, but you still got to run with him for a little bit longer. I could see them maybe trading down and getting straight Lance and still developing him behind Matt Ryan. I think that would be a really great plan for them. Maybe that'll happen. I don't know. I don't see them taking a quarterback at four. Trading down for that, I think, is phenomenal, but we'll see. Dom?
2: Yeah, Josh, that situation you just entailed is exactly what I have. So I obviously had Zach Wilson going to the Niners when the Niners traded up probably with the Falcons. And I think that at the 12th overall pick, the Falcons can either move up again and still gain some draft capital because obviously it would take more for the Niners to move up to four than for them to move up to like, say nine or something from 12. And I have the Falcons taking Lance and having him sit behind Matt Ryan for either one or two years. because I still think Matt Ryan has some football on him. He was not the reason why they sucked this year. It's obviously the defense. And I think that, this situation could be very promising because we all know Matt Ryan's been one of the best quarterbacks of this era of football and I think that Trey Lance sitting behind him could be good because I think they kind of are similar Lance is a little bit more athletic but the arm accuracy uh, the athleticism not being like their biggest strength and I think this could be a good situation for the Falcons
1: yeah I really haven't put much thought into this until right now, but I really like that situation for them. You know, they need a backup quarterback as well. Matt Shaw retiring, fill that void right there. And I think you're going to not make your team perfect this year either, but they have some money they can play with to go get some defensive guys. And I think this would be a really unique situation in Atlanta where you could still kind of make a push with your vet and Matt Ryan while having him develop Trey Lance. I think that's a really unique scenario and they'll be able to, whether they choose to do it the next off season or the year after that, get rid of Matt Ryan, trade him and still get some value out of him when you move Trey Lance up to the starting position. I think, especially if you trade down to get Trey Lance, I think that's a phenomenal scenario. for I
0: guess my counter argument for my pick would be that, um, I'm just a lot higher on Zach Wilson. And I think Atlanta won't be picking at this spot again for a bit. So why take the risk of passing on a guy who could burn you later? So that's why I'm taking Wilson. But I I, I do I do I, like the scenario.
1: I want to ask, I don't recall your other predictions. Did you have Matt Ryan somewhere else?
0: I didn't. Uh, that's that's why I kind of got thrown him for a curveball. And you know, more than, now that I think about it a lot more, I
1: kind of want to put him in Indy. That's what I was going to say. I, I might put him in Indy. I, I see Matt Ryan. If he gets moved out of Atlanta, Indy is also a great spot. That's another play. Like I said, Indy really wants a plug-and-play veteran guy to contend with this team. If Matt Ryan hits the open market, that's another guy they could target. It would be really interesting to see what the Colts do because they want, again, a plug-and-play guy who can come right in and win year one. Like they have to wait and see if these teams are going to move off of a quarterback. So they're in a really tough situation. And that's why I love the luck idea, but another part of my irrationality and ridiculousness, but they're in a really unique, fascinating situation and they're just kind of playing the waiting game right now in Indianapolis. Now that Stafford's off the board.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, that, that wraps up the NFC South. Uh, obviously, we think their quarterback landscape will look a lot different, especially by the time we get further into the 2021 season, obviously um, with some of these rookies coming out. Uh, we'll now move to the NFC lease. Oh shoot. East. Sorry. I had the wind Um yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, and which, you know, uh, it could look a lot different. I don't have it looking as different as some people might with Dak situation. Um, but I'll just get that one out of the way. I'm sure we, we all have, we, even though he's a free agent, we all have Dak Prescott as a Cowboy.
1: Yes, absolutely. I don't see Jerry Jones not re-signing this guy, plain and simple.
2: Dom has a finger up. So I, I think that they will re-sign Dak. However, I have shown concerns over the course of this podcast when we've done quarterback rankings that he will not be 100% ready for the season given the gruesomeness of his leg injury. I think they've re-signed both him And Andy Dalton to be quarterbacks for them next year. I think Dalton is the guy that's going to start for them, but going forward, it's going to be Dak. I think. I agree with you that that's what they should do, but I don't know if Dalton's going to want to come back. We'll see. Where is he going to go?
1: I told you guys last week. I have him in Houston. I think he's going to get the opportunity to get a starting job there when they move off of Deshaun Watson, and I think he'd want to go to a place where he could start sixteen, but. I think that's something the Cowboys should definitely consider, yes.
0: All right, so yeah, um, Dak, injury definitely plays into it for sure. Um, but moving on to the, these other teams, since we all have them written down, the uh, next one I want to go to is the Giants, because I think we all also have the same one there. I None of us have a moving off Daniel Jones.
1: Rolling with Danny Dimes, I've been saying for years, I, I think he can be the guy. I have a lot of faith in Daniel Jones. I think he's the guy
0: all right awesome uh so next one we move to here then is uh we'll go football team uh this is where i have mac jones landing because this is around where the football team picks uh and i think this is where they fall unless someone reaches uh the washington football team is about pick 19 uh so i have them taking mac jones uh here because uh, i think you know alex smith is a nice story but he's old and i really i i'd hope that they have a big enough brain to not just throw money at Taylor Heineke and say, go start. Cause that's, I know he looked good in that game, but that's not what you want to do. I think you take Mac Jones here uh, who is definitely NFL ready and they have a defense where throwing an NFL ready quarterback in may get them another
1: run of the division, to be honest, uh, because the defense
0: looks scary. I definitely like that
1: thought process. I think Mac is a decent fit there. I think in that scenario, you do resign Heineke to kind of ease Mac Jones in because I think Heineke would be a serviceable bridge quarterback to Mac Jones for when he's ready. But that's not what I have here. I'm going for the home run here. Deshaun Watson's going to be a member of the Washington football team. No, I don't want that. I think this is a great fit for him. I think he's got some weapons on the outside in Terry McLaurin. They got a decent running game, great offensive line. I am a huge Ron Rivera fan. I think Deshaun would love playing for a guy like that. And of course, the defense, you don't even have to worry about. That's a top five unit in football. And I don't see them getting any worse anytime soon. I love this fit for Deshaun. If I'm Deshaun, Washington would probably be, I don't know how they would rank on Deshaun's list. I would think they could be one. I feel like that's the worst.
2: It's gotta be top three.
1: It's gotta be very high on his list. Of course, they struggled offensively last year, only went 7-9, and nine, I believe it was. But you add Deshaun Watson to that mix a quarterback, and they're just going to skyrocket, go 12-4 and four at the very least. I think that's a team that's going to be contending with that defense and a really, really well-coached team with a coach who's been there before, Deshaun Watson leading it. I could see that team doing a lot of damage. I like Deshaun in Washington.
0: Can I pull a historic Josh Golden argument here? I would believe this more if uh, not for the ownership and the franchise legacy of the Washington football team. I agree.
1: I completely agree with that.
0: You know how we always say, uh, blank Dean Spanos? The East Coast argument of that is blank Dan Schneider. Mm
1: -hmm. I I completely agree with you, but they're trying to do a whole rebranding thing with uh, losing the R words and being the football team and finding the new logo. I think you find the new logo, you find the new quarterback, you get everyone in the city in on Washington football. I think it makes so much sense every way you lay it out in Washington to go get the shot.
0: I don't want that to happen, but I would understand that. Yeah. Uh, Dom, what do you have of the football team doing? Who's the head coach of the
2: Washington football team?
1: Uh, Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera. Ooh, who Ron, I like this.
2: Who did Ron Rivera coach for this first uh, in, in his stint in Carolina? Cameron Newton. Who's a free agent quarterback in the NFL right now?
1: Cameron Newton. I love that. I love that. I'm, I'm in on that. If they don't get Sean
2: Watson, I'm in on that.
1: Thank Good you, job, Dom.
2: I want that because he's going to stink. I don't think he was the problem there in, uh, in, New- in New England. He certainly wasn't that good. I'm not going to sit here and tell you he They was. didn't use him right. His shoulder didn't is use shot. Him right.
0: He's now a glorified running back.
1: I don't agree with that. I think Rivera can use him right. I think that's a great pick, Dom. Well done. His shoulder is shot. He cannot throw a football anymore. I, I'm not sure. If, if anyone can help him throw a football... It's the guy who he's been with all the time in Ron Rivera. I like that fit. It makes sense. I don't know how well it would pan out, but if it's gonna pan out for him, it's gonna pan out in Washington. I like that dog. I
0: will I will die on this hill, his shoulder is shot.
2: But
1: I mean probably like, is, but we'll see.
2: Here's the thing, is Terry McLaurin is already the best weapon he's had in a while. That I don't think anyone's gonna deny that. And then since assu- he was throwing dimes to Steve Smith. It's- probably. <laughs> Right. Uh, I mean, Kelvin Benjamin was okay. They no, really have any. He was a Popeye's biscuit away from being a tight end, Josh. Let's not forget that. Uh, and their offensive line is solid. They have a pretty dynamic running back duo with Antonio Gibson and JD McKissick. Really good tight end and Logan Thomas. And I think they could draft a wide receiver in that first round if they go with Cam Newton. I think this team has a ton of potential to be a. Super Bowl contender in the NFC next year. If Cam Newton plays well. I I, I,
1: see down on the board for them at 19, they go with that kid out of Minnesota
2: or Rashad Bateman. I have a friend who does a lot of football analysis and he thinks Rashad Bateman is the best wide receiver in this class.
1: That's interesting. I know I have a friend out here who is from Minnesota, big Gopher fan loves Bateman. I could see that being a decent
2: fit for them. If they run with Cam, I like that. And a friend of the podcast, Bennett Prague is a big Rashad Bateman guy. So uh, I think that, that would be a fantastic pick.
0: Friend of the podcast. Uh, I, I – uh, yeah, shout out Bennett Pragg. Um, I can't call them Super Bowl con- – I think that's whack.
1: Uh, you playoff have, contenders with, with is Cam, With Cam, that's a little whack at first. With
2: Deshaun, they're Super Bowl contenders.
0: Well, that's oh, yeah. Deshaun Watson.
2: It doesn't matter who yeah. Deshaun Watson plays for; the Super Bowl contenders. This I even thought this is talking. I have a Texas Gold playoff team. I mean, if Deshaun Watson plays for Houston, they're not Super Bowl contenders. I I mean, you're you never know job. with that team. You never know. Yes, you do.
0: Deshaun Deshaun Watson. I, I'm holding I'm holding a nice gold chain in one hand, and with Cam Noon, I'm holding the wrapper of a gold chocolate coin. That's that's the difference for me there. <laughs> I, I can't. I I Cam Noon is done. I I am. Okay, all right. Well, we all that, the f- football team was a fun little topic. Um, you could. I, I will admit that some of this is a little fan biasy because I don't like the football team, but I still, regardless of whoever wherever Cam ends up, I think his shoulders shot. So,
1: I, I, I think would- if they don't have Deshaun Watson, they're going to have by far the most intriguing.
0: Really? Because I think the next thing we're talking about is I'm in the most drinking quarterback room.
1: Well, you know, I I don't even need to sugarcoat it. We know I'm going with Carson Wentz here. I already said Jalen Hurts is getting moved to New England. That's not an interesting quarterback room.
0: I, I just am afraid of what Sirianni has been saying. Uh, and uh, also something broke today that the, the, they said that they would listen to trade talks, which gave me a heart attack when I woke up. Uh, there's uh, nothing wrong with that. You
1: listen to any trade talks. Ah, uh, but when you go what 4-11 and one or whatever the record was, you listen to any trade talk on any player on the team. If it's no good, you don't accept it.
0: Okay, well, I also have Wentz pegged here. Um, I know Dom's gonna quarterback. I know Dom's gonna say Jalen Hurts, so I just want to get mine
2: out of I, the way. I am going to say Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts right now is in a better spot than Carson Wentz. I think Sirianni can turn it around with Wentz, but I think right now I would I would peg Hurts. Um Peg Hurts as the starting quarterback. Let's make that very clear. Uh, can we <laughs> I, I wanna who, Am <laughs> I, I this edited this went... one? Okay.
1: Are will there be both Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia?
2: Yes. Yes. I don't see how Wentz can get moved. Then again, Jerry Goff just got moved. So Yeah, yeah. That's
0: not the pro- that's not the thing. It's it's that Seriani said it's gonna be a cute quarterback competition in camp. So they're both gonna be there. And he's confidently been saying that he can make both of them work.
1: What what makes you think it's going to be a quarterback competition of those two guys?
0: Because he keeps saying that.
2: He's the head coach. Quarterback
1: competition between one of them and another guy they bring in. You never know. Because the coach also said that Josh Rosen was the guy in Arizona when Kingsbury first got there. Coaches lie all the time.
0: I guess, Sure. That's, I guess that's a counter argument. But I mean, I'm what, what am I supposed to go off of besides what the head coach is saying? Gut
1: feeling of what the organization's done in the past.
0: Well, the organization, the owner loves Carson Wentz, so exactly. But the owner also isn't conducting training camp.
1: Owner has more of a say in the organization than anyone.
0: Well, yeah. Is this is it At snowing in Syracuse, New York,
2: right now? It is yes. <laughs> <laughs> is it sunny outside in Tempe, Arizona?
0: Can we kick him off the podcast now, Josh, for saying that? <laughs> well,
2: also, saying we are—are
0: are, are we going to skip over the fact that Dom just said out loud, uh, uh "I'd peg Jalen Hurts"? Or are we just going to keep?
2: I, I we just I, roll I, right I past that. that. I clarified that was, I'd peg him as the I, starting quarterback for the. Knicks, I'm.
0: I'm. i'm editing this podcast but i'm going to i'm going to clip clip that out we'll clip
2: that one for future reference (laughs) i peg jalen hurts uh Uh, please you know what i
0: didn't peg you know what i didn't peg that the rams would lose to the jets
2: Uh, i'm never gonna let that down am i see
1: i bring it up at acceptable times leo you can bring it up out of nowhere How is yours was out of nowhere today too? What are you talking about? I think it was a little more called for, but listen, whatever. I I
0: I made a joke. I I made a joke to him on Twitter about um, about something, and he responded to me, and he's like, he's like, you know what, Leo, I'm not gonna be able to live down, blah blah blah. And then he randomly brought up, he's like, or or that the Jets lost or beat the Rams. I was like, I thought that was so funny that that's so in his head that he randomly brought that up in a tweet reply. It's always in his head. We've
1: ingrained it in his head for the rest of his life. Yeah. And that was the goal of this podcast. So yeah, good go. job on us.
0: Yep. Nice.
1: All right. Um, regardless, that's our
0: 2021 starting quarterbacks finished. That's the whole league. Uh, we'll obviously look back on this when we get to the start of the season or maybe, you know, like training camp.
1: Again. I want to say real quick before we move off of this, what prediction do you guys think is the best fit that you had?
0: The best fit?
1: Yeah, of, of a new starter. What's your of favorite new,
0: one of a new starter? Um, Winston good... on the Saints. Okay. I, I might say Winston on the Bears. <laughs> uh, wait, actually, no, never mind. I scratched that. Um, I don't know. That's a, uh, that's a, that's a hard question because I don't have a lot of crazy, crazy ones. Josh, do you have one?
1: I, I mean, it's kind of an easy one, but Deshaun Watson. Um, oh, wait.
0: I have an easy one, too
1: like I don't want to say Deshaun but Deshaun. Oh my god. Okay. Mine's Stafford I, on the I Rams. like the fit of Justin Fields in Tampa. I think that's a unique fit sitting behind Teddy Bridgewater. I like that marriage. I think that could work out perfectly for
0: him. Mine's Stafford on the Rams.
1: So there, there you are. go. There
0: you go. <laughs> Anyways, so that does that does it for the uh uh 2021 quarterbacks. We'll look back on this later, but for now, time to get to the big game. Uh Chiefs bucks this sunday media day is going on this week so we're finally here to talk about it and give our predictions on who we think is going to win um i guess we'll just start with the the matchup here guys um what how are we feeling what what are we feeling about this gauge interest here
1: i think it's going to be a really interesting game there's a lot of playmakers on both sides of the football for both teams i think this is obviously the most star-studded matchup i think we've seen in the super bowl in a really long time of course headlined by the quarterbacks and Mahomes and Brady but you see Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, all those guys on the opposite side in Tampa and I think they got a couple good weapons over there in Kansas City as well. You know, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, Miko, Hardman, Sammy Watkins, all those guys of course are really great as well. Star-studded matchup at every position. This is the Super Bowl. That's what it's all about. I think it's going to be a phenomenal game and I'm really looking forward to it.
0: I will say um, for just like reported, I guess uh, the chiefs are having slight COVID issues. They put two guys on the COVID list uh, recently. So we'll see if that plays anything. Uh The players are, I sound pretty irrelevant. Uh, they're not like They're not none of the guys that Josh just listed is what I'm trying to say here. Um, or, but yeah. So I just want to throw that out. Dom, how are you feeling about super bowl 55?
2: I'm excited. I, I feel weird saying this, but I am a huge weekend fan. I'm all this is the most excited I've ever been for a Super Bowl halftime show. I love it. I am also I, would be, I respect that. I like the weekend. I would be I foolish would- to say I'm more excited for the halftime show than the Super Bowl because I'm of course a huge football fan, but never have I like ever looked forward to a Super Bowl be like, I can't wait for that Super Bowl halftime show. And of course the game itself is gonna be awesome too. It's more than Brady versus Mahomes. I think you're also talking about two of the greatest tight ends to ever do it when it's all said and done. I think you're talking about a head coach that has – Neither of them are the best tight end in the league right now, but yes.
0: Two two great coaches uh, historically as well.
2: Right, the coaches. And then we're also seeing a team play at their home stadium in the Super Bowl for the first time. And In a year like this, that matters even more considering the fact that Kansas City in a normal year would already be in Tampa Bay – but they're not getting there until Saturday night. So I think Tampa Bay could have an advantage in that aspect a little bit. So we'll see. I think there's a lot of storylines going into it and it's going to be an incredible game.
0: I do have some fun little sidetrack reports for you, uh, Dom, because I am also a stupendously big weekend fan. Um, Apparently there was a report that he's pouring a ton of money into this halftime show to begin with. $7 uh, million.
2: Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah, 7 million dollars of his own because, money? Yeah, yes, cuz you
2: don't get paid to perform the Super Bowl halftime show.
0: No, you um, just get paid you just get paid like the like publicity or to give your name out. Yeah. But they don't
2: yes, pay you. Yes. Your the uh the your concert sales, your your album sales and all that stuff goes up significantly after the halftime show it shows. I
0: imagine. You know also that, that's what I might bring my next point. Today he released on Twitter his 2022 uh tour for after hours so the perfect timing obviously but uh he's going on tour in 2022 and he's going all over the place which includes buffalo new york and san diego which were the two dates that i looked at obviously being where i am half of the year um anyways that's a little sidetrack i am very excited for the halftime show uh football wise you know it's it's the new age versus the old age kind of deal you know this is this is what the battle is about um it's gonna be uh, this this Super Bowl cannot be boring. There's no way. I I I would
1: bet money. I, I, I feel like I don't agree going. with that, but I, the, the, there's I, certainly I, a scenario where the Chiefs win this game, forty-two to seventeen. I, I don't. I'm not think saying so. it's gonna happen, but there's certainly a scenario where that happens.
0: The Bucks defense kind of got back to what they, what they were doing when we
1: thought they were a top
0: defense, wouldn't you say?
1: Yes, but the Chiefs' offense is the Chiefs' offense. Yeah, but I, I – This is the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. At any given moment, they can drop 40-plus points on anyone. Okay. Well, in spirit, of,
0: in spirit of you saying that, I will be here to say that I will be backing my original preseason Super Bowl pick, and uh, I, I'm taking the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. They're going back-to-back, so I'll just say that now. I'll get, that, I'll get mine out of the way. I said at the beginning of the season, and I should have stuck stuck with it, but I let your bills talk get in my head, and I will be going back to it.
1: So I have the Chiefs winning here. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I'm going to give my pick out as well. I think we all have known for a long time that I'm going to pick Kansas City. It kind of hinted at it last week. Mahomes is going to win ten of these things. Like, I don't know how else to say it. I think he's going to win ten. I have never seen anyone play a sport the way Patrick Mahomes plays football. 10 Super Bowls. I think he's going to win 10 of them. I really do. I think he's that special. And I think this is going to be number two on Sunday against a guy who a lot of people consider to be the greatest quarterback of all time. And it's going to be a hell of a football game. I'm really excited for it. I got Kansas City winning 34 20
0: Alright, Dom, are you are you back in uh,
2: the red and red and white? I am. I'm gonna be taking the Chiefs here. I think it's gonna be a close game. I think it's gonna be high scoring. I think you can see uh, both teams reach the 30s. Uh, I'm gonna go Chiefs 35, Bucks 31. And I think the the Chiefs win. I think Tom Brady puts up a good fight. I think that the Chiefs actually get off to a really hot start and you see the Bucks come back. When the Chiefs scored late to
1: put it away, Leo, the final score when the Eagles won the Super Bowl was thirty-three to forty-one. Correct? For,
2: no.
0: 40. I, I, I want to see you guys guess. It was forty-three I, thirty-five, right? I, I I I want to see you guys guess. Cause I think uh, this well, will be cause fun because the, the
1: Eagles won by eight. I know they won by they eight. They did win. That's all I care about. So Brady has never lost a Super Bowl in multiple sets. 41-33. So I was right. Thank you.
0: Um now I, I guess I'll, I'll give my I'll, I'll give my score prediction now because I, I didn't think we were doing those, but um, I, I would say this game would be I, I could see it being a, a 31-27 kind of game. I think it comes down to Brady having to do a drive to score a touchdown and get stopped. Uh,
1: right. I, I don't so, see that one happening,
0: but I I, th- I think I think that's what happens.
1: And we're just gonna finish the out heat there. Heat I'm to get We're all gonna heat. have the same pick here as well. MVP, we're all taking <laughs> the homes. Mahomes, yeah. yeah. It's the simple selection. He's yeah. going to win it. He's going to be the MVP of the game. I mean, he's the greatest ever doing, in my opinion. and He's just phenomenal. I'm not going to... I can't say that yet. I... Tell... Hey. Has Brady ever been more dominant at a time? Like...
2: In 07. I, I don't think people... <laughs> Yeah, you got
1: I into this a little bit. I don't think people feared Brady as much as they fear Mahomes right now. Coming from a
0: Bills fan, I can't believe you just said that. I,
2: I truly
1: believe it. I
2: really. Well, agree. but he, he saw Mahomes, firsthand. He saw firsthand two weekends ago what Mahomes does.
1: I, I think Mahomes is someone to be much more afraid of. I really do.
2: This well, guy went. Here, here's the here's the reality of the situation. Is that I agree with you. I think the Chiefs can. Okay, first I just be, want to say,
1: Kansas is going to go sixteen. 0 at one point.
2: I, I think it, they could. I mean, they were – they honestly, if they were – if they beat the Raiders in, they like six. Enough. I think they would have went out and tried to win that game against the Chargers. Of course they would. Uh, but here's the thing, Josh, is the Patriots won three and four already, and then they were pretty damn close to winning that in 07 with what would have gone down as the greatest team of all time. And I assume they would have done just as well in 08 if Brady didn't tear his ACL in week one. So it's hard for me to say that Mahomes isn't as feared as Tom Brady was because I never got to experience that prime Brady. And then for the Patriots to go to the Super Bowl in Super Bowl 49 and win it, and then to be basically a missed extra point away from going to overtime in the AFC Championship and then winning it the next year, down 28 to 3, and then making it the next year and throwing for 500 damn yards in the Super Bowl and then winning it the next year. Like, Mahomes, I think, is certainly capable of doing that. But at the end of the day, he hasn't done it yet. No, of so. course. And, I mean, as
1: of the current state of what they've both done in their career, it wise. Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. But I think Mahomes will pass him with flying colors.
0: Okay, but – just... the... The problem is, is you're jumping between – sometimes you use the word he already is the greatest, and I, I get confused. No,
1: he, he's not already the greatest of all time. He's going to be the greatest quarterback of all time. I am already considering him the greatest quarterback of all time because I think he will be, and he's just getting into his prime, which is the ridiculous thing. But he's, he's going to do it. Like, I don't see a scenario where he doesn't unless he gets a major injury.
0: Dom, I do like the point, though, that we're too young to understand the scariness of Prime Brady. I would agree with that 100% as well. Um, now, now, to finish off, though, we have the two most important things about a Super Bowl weekend. Guys, will the, uh, uh, the national anthem go over two oh. minutes or under two minutes? Let's get the bets right now. Who, on, Man, who's singing the national anthem? Uh, uh, I forget her name. But it, she, it, she oh, sings It's two does. people. No,
1: it's, it's two it's, people. It's, it's two
0: people cool. it's two people with the chick who's singing did a an national anthem that went way under the last time she had to sing a an national anthem so I'm booking under
2: I'm I actually insider. think it could go over this year now uh I don't gamble so I'm not putting any money on this but i'm not I'm not I, do this for fun yeah I, I actually think this could go I'm over not so. putting any money
1: on this either I would like to point out you have to make a pick though
2: right I here. do have to make
1: a pick and I will make a pick but I don't know enough about the national anthem singers to pick a full under over. I believe I went with over last year and it hit, correct? Or did it come up just short? I don't quite remember it, but I went with over last year. It came down to the wire. I remember that. And it was a really tight one. I think this year we're going to see under.
0: It's because my go. gut feeling
1: we're going under.
0: And now the most important question, what color Gatorade will be dumped on the winning couch here? What are we going with? Last year was orange, correct? Yes, Andy Reid got dumped in orange.
1: I'm going to go with orange again then.
0: I'm throwing in a wild card. I'm going with red for the first time ever in
1: NFL history. I'm going with orange again. I think Kansas City likes to drink the same thing on the sidelines, and I think they're going to dump it on Andy Reid. Kansas City clearly likes the orange Gatorade.
2: There you go.
0: I'm going to go red. Dom, give us your color. Yellow. Why? Why yellow? Why are we feeling yellow? Just gut I check. I don't
2: know. You just you said give me a color, and I don't want to go with. What I need Josh, some so reasoning. I didn't want to go with what you said or what Josh said. So I said, you know what? What's okay. There's your reasoning. I, no. I respect that. No.
0: Good that that's all I need to hear.
2: to
1: hear. That's all I need to hear. It's a crapshoot. It's a crapshoot. No, it's something not
0: right, worth gambling
2: well, on.
1: I agree.
0: True. Okay. Um. That's time for final thoughts, I guess. Josh,
1: final thoughts. Final thoughts. Let's see. Good episode this week. Um, it's going to be a great game. I'm excited for it. Everyone be responsible. Of course, socially distant, wearing masks where need be. Hope you enjoy the Super Bowl. Order some great pizzas, great chicken wings, all that. Don't use ranch. That's for lame people. Always blue cheese. Enjoy the game. Kansas City's is going to win. Drink responsibly. Enjoy the game. Next year, I hope you'll enjoy watching the Buffalo Bills. All
0: right. There you go.
2: i my, my final thought is that baseball is played this month. Everyone's talking about the Super Bowl, and rightfully so, but baseball's games are played this month.
0: Awesome. There you go. And I'm here to dump some more basketball on your head. Uh, the Sixers are the best team in the NBA, and I'm loving it.
1: That's all I have to say.
0: Josh, don't give me that look. They they, they pounded down the Lakers fully healthy. I
1: don't want to hear from you. They're the best team in basketball. It's right. the NBA regular season. It was one game. That's why I said right now. It, who cares who's the best team right now? It doesn't matter. This guy. This guy cares. All right. I care. All it, right. Enjoy your NBA victory lap in the beginning of February. That's really when the titles are given. Thank you. Yes.
0: All right. Uh, that does it for the Split the Scene podcast, episode 22. We'll see you guys next week to break down the Super Bowl and probably throw some more off-season stuff out. And who knows what baseball will be doing. Uh, thanks for watching. We'll see you guys next week.